The Angsty Christian Podcast is a mature show that dives deep into the problematic aspects of the modern church. Some content might not be suitable for all listeners. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Jake, you know what you know what the sounds of that is? What's the sound of that? A new fucking season! New season of the Angsty Christian Podcast. I didn't know we were gonna do it in sync like that. <laughs> Neither did I, and I just went with it. Oh uh, man. It's good to be back. Uh, it's we've been busy. We've been really, really busy with yeah. school, with work, um, with also um my cat dad now. Yeah. <laughs> we will see if that comes up. If yeah, that yeah. does come up, that's my roommate. He is getting them dubs on Apex after... We haven't played Apex, I think, since about the same time as we did a podcast last. Really? Yeah. That's the last time you played Apex. Yeah. yeah. I played Apex... Never. <laughs> well, <laughs> you aren't the Apex legend, Jake. I am. I've never lost. Well, that's I, not even true. I think I played one. Okay, yeah. You, Someone so handed just, me the controller and I immediately died. So you're just a, you're just a liar. I yeah, I'm a pathological liar. Hey everyone, I'm Jake. I'm the pathological liar here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you forgot the fun fact. Oh yeah, fun fact. <laughs> Starting <Yeah>. off well. <laughs> well, all right. I guess we can do intros at this point. We've we've gone enough into this. Uh, fantasy of us actually drinking alcohol and uh partaking in the uh the uh devil's piss as they call it i mean we're both over the age of 21 i i know know. <laughs> and we're very clearly also drinking yes it's fine but uh anyway um new season new title hey everyone it's me jake your malicious monarch Ooh, uh, yeah, I like that. We're we're gonna we're gonna play around with the with the oh. M terms, okay. uh, the M adjectives, as it were. But monarch is definitely staying in there. Okay. Fun fact about me: uh, we actually got a pronoun update, everybody. Oh, pronoun update, because uh, it's been a while since we've uh, done the done the podcast, and so um, last time uh, I updated my pronouns, we went from he him to uh, any <laughs> pronouns. Uh, so, but now I'm, um, we're we're vibing. We're gonna be vibing with the they them's from now on. They so, thems. yeah. Okay. Officially entering that non-binary camp. Um, there may or may not be a magical girl transformation, not well, magical them transformation, okay. I should say, into a true, uh, NB monarch. But that is further down the road, and we'll see what happens within the next year. For that one. I'm fucking fully here for it. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. Congratulations. <laughs> Yay. Condemulations. Con- con- Condemulations. Condemulations. Please, if anybody comes out to you as <laughs> non-binary using they, them pronouns, say condemulations. Say condemulations on being a dude between. That's um, still one of my favorite things from last from last season. It is a dude between. Yeah, dude between. Yeah. Well, what's up, everyone? This is... 
Um, your delicious daddy, Daniel. <laughs> delicious daddy. Well, you said malicious, and I thought delicious. Malicious and delicious, all right. Yeah, yeah, So we're going to go with delicious. You we're know. starting the podcast off yeah. horny. Let's go. Hey, you know what? <laughs> so update, you know. Well, yeah, update. I mean, you know, broke up with my ex. And, you know, they're, they're a wonderful human being. Yeah. But now it's now we're in host season, you know? Yeah, it is, it is um, the age of what is... What is January? Star sign? Uh, what what star sign season are we in right now? Uh, I know the moon is Cancer, but I don't think that that is what we are. The moon has Cancer? <laughs> the moon has Cancer, and it's a wolf. So, January's astrological sign is Capri Sun. Ah, all right. Yeah. So, we're entering the age of the Capri Sun. Yeah. Uh, it is officially hoeing season. Um, you thought December would be hoeing season with all the ho-ho-hos and whatnot, but no. It's actually January when we've all given up hope. Have we given up? I don't know. I mean, I feel like this year, there's good vibes. There's good vibes. Uh, honestly, you know, I think... So you're the chariot. Yeah. You're of... It's the year of the rabbit. Well, no, in tarot, it's chariot. Oh, okay. Because if you add up the two plus a zero plus a two plus a three... That doesn't stop it from being the year of the rabbit, too. <laughs> I, I know that. I know that. Dude, these rabbits are riding chariots. <laughs> I don't know how to stop them. <laughs> how do you stop a rabbit in a chariot? Well, that, may, that makes sense why a lot of people are in their hoe phase then if they're rabbits, because, you know... Trying to multiply outright. Multiply. Last year was the year of the lovers. True. Now we're in the year of the chariot. So, you know what? This is, and I'm calling it now, and this is not going to curse it, because... It has been told to me many times. It is the year of abundance for all of us. So wherever you're at, you know, continue to manifest those dreams, whatever you want to do. Exactly. This is the year of sex, unless you're not into that thing. I mean, I then wasn't talking about sex. Yeah. I, I was just no, talking no, about no, abundance. No, this is, this is strictly the year of sex now. All right. Well, <laughs> you know, don't DM us. Like, that. that's weird. Unless you're... No. Unless. No. No. <laughs> no. I, in all honesty, I don't want to have a... Um, a situation similar to another podcast that we do that I that I enjoy oh, and that womp, we became friends. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> and not to make joke of that because that let's, was really harmful to an entire community. Let, let, that let's I'm skip part over of. that. Yeah, um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, there there is uh, one additional detail to this season uh, that is different from last season. Um, that is that there is one less voice behind the microphone this year, yeah. and that is because our good good friend. Rory decided to step down from the podcast, focus a lot more on school and on work and on their personal life. Yeah. Yeah, they got a lot going on. Yeah. It's and so we're trying to be, you know, respectful of, of their time and you know, if they ever want to come back, they're more than welcome. Of course. Yeah, mm -hmm. and Rory knows that. And so yeah. um there's a chance that we may introduce another co host at some point. Um don't we were Talking if we want to do that, and if if so, who um, have a couple of people that you know we'd like to have back on the podcast, anyways. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see what happens. But for now, you know, as of today, mm -hmm. uh, it will just be your boys, the boys. And you'll still probably hear from Gabe. Which, speaking of, as we outro, I need to um, text him to send me over the uh, petty prayer. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, we love you, Rory, um, and we hope to catch up with you very soon uh, but as far as the podcast goes uh it's just going to be the two of us for now uh we might float around some some third people i mean we're definitely going to have more interviews this year that's i want this 
personally, and I'm going to manifest this here on episode one, to be the year of interviews. I want our yep. interviews to be uh, front and center for us. I, I want mm-hmm. us to talk to as many people as possible, uplift as many voices as possible, and uh, really, really uh, start, you know, raising voices of you guys, the listeners. Yeah, and, you know, getting some of these people that, you know, are also doing amazing work out there, um, you know, kind of like what we've been what we've been doing. Um, but you know, we want to fight the toxic religion, and we want there to be healthy, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. But also, in order for everyone to be healthy, that that means also sharing stories. And so, um, we're still figuring out exactly what all that's going to look like. But we are kind of changing directions a little bit, um, technically, uh, this year. Um, just to do what we can for for y'all, and bring good episodes. At least that's the hope. That that is the hope. So I mean, without further ado, let's let's jump right into it. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Woo! Honestly, Jake, that woo that you did that outro to sounded a lot like the episode like the episode of Futurama. Where they do the machine that lets them see into multiple different realities, <laughs> and Bender becomes human and becomes so incredibly obese that he just he does partying and he keeps saying "woo," and then they find out that he died and it was just Woo. air escaping his fat. He's been dead for two hours. Oh, that was such a sad episode. It was a sad episode. I'm saying Futurama has a lot of sad episodes. Yeah. Futurama, what the fuck, man? Honestly, the dog episode fucks me up. It's to this true. Day. Matt groaning, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Well, that's not our focus today. We're not going to be talking about Futurama because, although Futurama is a fantastic show, and if you haven't seen it, you know, fuck, fucking watch it. I, I feel like this is an official recommendation from the Angsty Christian podcast. Go watch that shit. Yeah, Futurama's fantastic. Better than The Simpsons. Easy. Easy. 100%, yeah. Yeah. And they're bringing it back with the entire original cast. What? They are. They're, uh, they mm. greenlit a new season. A lot of people thought that uh, John DiMaggio, the original voice of Bender, wasn't going to be available for the next season because uh, he was renegotiating prices uh, for his talent. When In wow. re- actuality, he was just trying to negotiate a reasonable price for everyone. Well, that's so amazing. Good job, John DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio? John DiMaggio? John DiMaggio? I'm pretty sure it's John DiMaggio. DiMaggio. Yeah. DiMaggio. If I find out that it's something different, um, there will be a small interlude right here of me saying the correct name. Possibly. Possibly. Well, today's conversation is actually one that Jake has been wanting to have for two years. Holy shit. Um, and I think we've mentioned it a few times. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and now I understand why you wanted to talk about it. Yeah. I, I, I didn't. I was like, I mean, this. so for those of you who are nerds like us, you've probably already played or heard of Persona, the Persona series from Shin Megami Tensei, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Originally a spinoff, then became its own independent series with a lot of the same mechanics. Yes. And so this isn't necessarily a video game review, um, but if you are wanting to play, um, skip ahead I don't know what, I can't give you a time of when to skip ahead, but, you know, skip ahead for a little bit because these are going to be pretty massive spoilers. Yeah, we're straight up talking about major spoilers of this game, but if you don't care about spoilers or you never intend on playing the game, or maybe you just want to play the game for the mechanics of the game itself, then um, definitely, uh, you know, 
stick around. Yeah. Listen to a little bit. Skip forward at least 10 to 15 minutes when we are going to go to like the actual topic. We're just talking about the video game right now. Bold of you to gonna... assume this is going to be 10 to 15 okay. minutes. Well, I'm just saying the, the video game is helping us to talk about the bigger idea of what we're talking about. So no, this isn't a video game podcast now. I want yeah. it to be. That, you, you can create a side hustle, you know. Maybe maybe we'll do, you know, one of those at some point. I don't, I don't fucking know. We're but, creating the Angsty Christian Gamers from now on. Angsty Christian Gamers? Yeah, we're going to start a Twitch channel. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be down to do a Twitch channel. That'd be actually pretty funny. It would be very funny. I would lose motivation immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of like with the podcast in general. <laughs> just kidding. Just wow. kidding. We have ADHD. We forget stuff. Um, anyways, so I started playing Persona 5 at the start of the pandemic as per Jake's request. I fell in love with it. However, I also fell in love with Apex Legends and then Ghost of Tsushima and then the Spider-Man game and then Miles Morales. And the list just continues to go on cyberpunk. And so I had been playing this game for two years and I finally beat it. Like, two weeks ago? Like, right before the right before the new year? Mm-hmm. This is a game that I had binged back in 2019. I, my friend just got a PS4 mm-hmm. and had essentially said, hey, if there's any game that you want to play on PS4, uh, but since you don't have a PS4, just buy the game and you can come over to my house and play it. Um, I So I bought Persona 5. I played it at his house... Um, immediately like immediately fell in love with it to the point where i'm like shit i'm gonna buy myself a ps4 just to play this game understandable which i did i i had to redo the entire intro of the game um which was so fucking long uh i I mean i fast forward through it it's Um, still a lot like all the tutorials oh yeah it's kind of annoying yeah but um or at least it was like the first like four hours so still Quite a significant chunk, and then, um, you know, I beat the game in maybe about three months back in this, yeah, this would have been in early 2019, and then when the pandemic started in 2020, uh, Persona 5 Royal had just come out, and it oh. came out at just the perfect time to binge, so to binge a new game, and, um, yeah. oh boy, it's like, it was like what Animal Crossing was, but for like... The people anime who nerds. didn't, yeah, for anime nerds, people who didn't really care about like the cutesy time-consuming uh, aspects that Animal Crossing yeah. contributes. But and yeah, instead you're grinding time, leveling up literal demons and deities, and trying to save the world in a game that takes no less than ninety hours minimum. Oh, yeah. For just the base game. not So Royal, they add a lot of stuff. Like, I started playing it. I got it as soon as I beat the last one. And I got it on my new PS5, which I'm so fucking happy I have. Mm-hmm. And, oh my god, the stuff that they added is amazing. So, if you are interested, get Royal. Or get the first one so that you can enjoy it. It is such an amazing game. Mm-hmm. Like, I seriously can't... Like, it's, it's one of my top favorite games. And I've been gaming since I, like... Since I was, like, four? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same with the new Pokemon, in all honesty, but... No, I, I would definitely put um, Persona 5 in, like, my top three games of all time that I've ever played. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. high Like, highly recommend. And then, on top on top of that, um, it's also just released on other platforms. 
as of I want to say like a month or two ago. Yes, like Switch. So now it's on Nintendo Switch. It's on PC on Steam, Mm -hmm. and it's also on Xbox Game Pass. So you can probably play this game for free. That's awesome. It is so dope. I I could not recommend it enough. Yeah. So just kind of like what the game is. It is a Japanese RPG. So you're playing this one guy um, whose name is Joker. So if you played Super Smash Bros. with all the DLC, he's the guy with the demon that in the mask and looks really fucking badass. It has an amazing soundtrack. It's all like jazz, mm-hmm. fucking badass. And think Pokemon, but if the Pokemon were actual demons. Like, I'm mm-hmm. talking like you can literally control like Baphomet and Beelzebub and Satan and then if you get royals, you can also control, like, the Messiah. Um, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Like, my goal is to have Lucifer and the Messiah on, or Messiah, on mm-hmm. the same team, just because I think that's really funny. Which, um, fun, hot take that we will talk about with a friend later on. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine recently suggested that Jesus and, and Lucifer, same person. Ooh. Originally, which, actually, this is what we're going to get into, talking about Satan. Um... You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, as you can probably tell with the title, whatever we're going to title the Satan, the, the title uh, as. But, um, you know, like one, one friend said that Lucifer and Jesus are like siblings, but this person says originally it seems like it could be, she's, and this is just a theory of hers, mm-hmm. that Jesus and Lucifer are the same person. Lucifer is the shadow self of Jesus, mm. the liberator of, um, you know, the, the liberator character or, you know, what have you. And, and it's fascinating because, and this is obviously what a spoiler is for Persona 5, mm-hmm. at the end of the game, so this entire game, you are this guy Joker who unvi- unlocks this power through an app on his phone to be able to transfer into the cognitive realities of other people. Also known as the metaverse, which yeah. there are plenty of jokes relating it to oh, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse already. Oh, yeah. And so... It, essentially, there is a larger version of the metaverse that, that can be like a citywide called Mementos. Um, so you can enter in and there's like shadows or, or lost souls rather that are like deities and demons and stuff like that um, that you can be able to meet down there. But also like smaller people, like the everyday people who may have some sort of cognition that is causing them essentially like narcissism or manipulation, like seven deadly sins, if you will. Um, like people who give in to the dark desires of humanity, like but aren't strong enough to like have their own uh, cognitive reality, if, which will make sense in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can be able to change their hearts. So by changing their hearts, you essentially beat them, you steal their treasure, so whatever it is that they treasure the most, and like the first, well, yeah, so whatever they treasure the most, and it mm-hmm. changes their heart. Now, people with strong enough wills, so like, Mark Zuckerberg, um, they could, <laughs> uh, they essentially like, as a psychologist, I look at that as like some people with severe mental illness, like narcissism, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, some some of the more intense uh, mental illnesses. Like they mm-hmm. they view others a certain way, and they view certain places as a certain way. So the first guy that you fight is a teacher at a high at the high school that your character goes to, who essentially views all the sports people as his slaves and the girls as his playthings. But he sees the school as his castle where he rules and he is the king. Mm -hmm. And so you enter into this cognitive world where the school transforms into the castle and and you see the cognitions, like the way that the individual who created that palace, it's called a palace, the way that they see other people. And as you progress through the game, you're trying to find out, uh, first you're just trying to like, change change the world for good 
Yeah. Like you're trying to just target people who are doing bad things in order to in, to, in order to fight for your justice. Yeah, and if you steal their heart, which is whatever, like you steal their heart or whatever their desires are. Um, yeah. And yeah. the first person's case, it is like their royal crown yeah. that they wear on their head, which eventually turns into Olympic gold medals. Yeah. Because um, they were an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, they were an Olympic gold medalist basically thinking, I'm on top of the world, nobody can stop me. And that is what distorted their reality to create this wild, wild thing. Yeah. And and so you continue to progress through the world and eventually you start to find out that the guy who's running for the... Um, running to, to to be, like, the Prime Minister of Japan. Yeah, Prime Minister. He's the one that's been in charge of, like, these mental shutdowns. So he has enacted a way to change someone's heart in a way different than the main character does by using someone who is hinted to be his son. Um, and he, is, he has the ability to change someone's heart and, like, corrupt them. And when they get corrupted, they essentially have a psychotic break and they die. They have a heart attack or, you know, they crash a, a subway or whatever. And so this guy who's trying to become president is, is, is you know, the one in charge of all of this. But the part that Jake really wanted to talk about, because there's, this game does weave in a lot of phenomenal philosophy, um, even like Christian philosophy, th- theology, stuff like that. There is a lot of specifically Catholic lore, but, yeah. I mean, you'll be able to find, like lore from all sorts of religions like yeah. bleed in whether there's a few creative liberties which there definitely are yeah um there are literally stories from around around the world like um you know mythos from one of them being the thunderbird the yeah. the thunderbird that gave birth to um the entire uh you know native americans yeah well, the th- yeah yeah to the i think it's the mohawk could be wrong on that don't, don't quote me on that there's a specific tribe that yeah. the thunderbird come from I, i'm pretty sure it's mohawk mm-hmm but like you can also, but also like Bale, you know, who is like from Mesopotamia, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they have they have deities, demons, angels from all over, and like I mean, even fucking Metatron, not Megatron, Metatron, yeah. who is like hardcore Catholic lore of angel, like yeah, like, like the yeah. leader of the angels, yes, type and, shit. And funny part, my, the thing that I found absolutely amazing, like hilarious and ironic in the in the core in the original game. Lucifer is one of the strongest characters that you can get. Yeah. In order to get Lucifer, you need to have every single one of the archangels first and Satan mm-hmm. to be able to fuse them into Lucifer. So Gabriel, Michael, Raphael, Metatron, and Satan, I believe, all turn all all get fused into the person of Lucifer. And I just love that. Oh yeah. I absolutely love that. And then I think um and new game, new game plus, which uh, could be a spoiler for you. Although I don't know if you're yeah, gonna run through the game again. I'm mean, running through Royal. Okay, but new game plus, it, this is specifically exclusive to it. You can summon Satanile, which is the final persona that you get in the game. That's uh, awesome. So you can summon him at any time with just oh, unholy power. It I is amazing. It. I love it. And then I think you need you need like. All of those previous, uh, you need. I think you need uh, Lucifer, and then you also need the entire hierarchy of angels as well. And then you That's create so uh, Satanile, which is uh, the version of Satan before he became a fallen angel. That's so dope. Yeah. So like the game is really good, and the um, and and one thing that I do want to point out, you know, we've talked a bit about masks and about like 
like it there's a lot of implications for us as human beings in it like your the character joker unleashes his persona that's why it's called persona which is like his demon self shadow self actually is more more accurate to it so when they are when they you have to have enough will um in order to unlock your persona inside of the metaverse and so for him he sees this teacher who's abusing people and he sees his friend getting almost killed by these cognitions created by this guy so he unleashes like a mask appears on his face and he has to tear the mask off that's like part of his face it's really gruesome very bloody oh yeah and it unleashes his true self and his true self is this um this this uh actually it's it's a it's a thief a famous mm-hmm. thief called Arsene um but you know Joker has a character to be able to take on other people's masks which is kind of like a he represents the fool in tarot. So each character has a tarot card attached to them and that kind of rules their personality or even like the story that they're heading towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and also it connects to, if they have a persona, what their persona is going to be. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, the shadow version of himself or the persona that he dons. First, the first persona in the game and what I kind of consider to be like basically his main persona yeah. and what smash brothers considers to be his main persona too yeah, everything else considers yeah. it his main persona um is arsene leblanc uh which is actually derivative of a book uh it was a famous novel about the phantom about a phantom thief or a gentleman thief yeah one that um you know basically would send out a calling card and uh yeah saying i you are going to be robbed at exactly this time prepare yourself and then yeah. would steal it and get away with it anyway um also i believe has gone toe-to-toe canonically with sherlock holmes a couple of times Badass. oh i shouldn't say canonically because sherlock holmes canon doesn't exist because he's a uh non he is a he's, he doesn't exist i mean yeah but there's no canon for sherlock holmes yeah. because it is a uh it's a non-licensed character it is now a uh public domain character that's what yeah. i'm looking for yeah, and so at the end, so the whole game, the point of why we're we're telling you all this, because it is important to know all that. Mm-hmm. Joker, this entire time is being tested, and you find out by God, essentially God. Um, it's supposed to be like a corrupt God, um, and and this guy took the identity. It's actually the Holy Grail, mm-hmm. it's which is the treasure of Memento. So it's the treasure of the people, and it can unleash the 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 wishes of anyone who grabs it. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, this God. Um, this mad god, rather, um, is is like this holier-than-thou person. And their goal, essentially, is to see if... It's, it's kind of like Job. It's kind of like the story of Job, right? Mm-hmm. Where in Job, you have... Like, it opens up in this, um, in, in this courtroom where there's God, and then there's the Satan, or Satan, who is um, kind of like the prosecuting attorney, and is saying, like... There is no one um, holy out there. No one out there truly blesses you. And God's like, nah, you're a dumbass. You know, uh, Job truly blesses me. And so, you know, the Satan is like, well, does he bless you or does he bless you? You know, like, is he actually blessing you for your name's sake? Or is he blessing you because he knows that if he doesn't, something bad's going to happen to him? And God said, no, I think he truly blesses me for, you know, because, you know, 
it's you know he trusts me um and so satan says you know okay well let, let, or the satan says okay well let's put him to the test and so god says sure let's do it and i he's like i i know he's gonna he's gonna do fine you know then you have the whole story of job come out but it kind of reminded me of that because like this god character is testing joker to see if there's anyone out there who can bring the world to good He's trying to see if it's still wretched or if, if everyone just is a giant piece of shit, you know, what have you. And um, the main character the whole time is like trying to make the world good, mm-hmm. doing his damnness to make the world good. And actually does a pretty damn good job at it too, except this god is cheating the entire time. Yes, because the god is causing people to essentially not have their hearts changed. And is, like, continuously, like, fighting Joker and um, created another person who, again, is that son of the main, the Big Bad, well, not even the Big Bad. Yeah. The Big Bad Junior. Big Bad Junior. Yeah, Big Bad Junior. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely, like, that's the wacky thing about the Persona series is that you have your antagonist and then you yeah. have, and then you have to go fight God afterwards. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you have your Big Bad Evil guy and then it's like, okay, but now you gotta go fight God. <laughs> yeah. Which, honestly, is kind of a big move. Like, it was pretty yeah. fun fighting God. Honestly, pretty, fighting God was pretty easy, not going to lie. Mm. But I also had Lucifer on my side. Oh, and yeah. then had Lucifer on my side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, which is, yeah. So, anyways. Um, he, you know, you get to this point where um, you're confronting God. God tries to essentially tell you, well, you can join me and join in the ruin of all of humanity. Um, or you can fight me and surely die. And so you can choose, and it's, I, I like that they allow, allow you to choose. You can choose to join them, and then, you know, the game ends, and it, you know, whatever happens. Oh, yeah. Or you can be like, nah, fuck you, God. Yeah, I'm going to kick like, your ass. Like, nah, nah, fuck you. You've been cheating. <gasps> oh, God. You've been well, cheating. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that's the true ending that you get to. And you get to this big thing where the, where the Holy Grail, you find out, is like the crown or the head of God. It turns into this giant fucking, like... Bigger than Godzilla, angel, god, character. That's, like, bigger than any building that exists on this earth. Oh, yeah. Like, we're talking, like, Godzilla looks like some peewee baby shit compared yeah. to compared to Yaldabaoth, which is the god of control. The yeah. god of control, yeah. Yeah, the god of control. And, and, and you fight the god of control. And later, and as you start fighting him, you're like, fuck, we can't do anything. The, the beauty is, is as you're starting to, like, as the team is starting to fall, everyone on Earth who has been brought into this memento slash Earth place, like, all of your friends that you made along the way yeah. start cheering you on. The real power truly becomes the friends you found along the way and Satan. Oh, yeah. No, it's like, it's the will of the, it's the will of the people that allows you to finish the fight and then, uh... Because you have the will of the people on your side, you're finally able to break the chains of fate that surround you the entire time. Uh, it is yeah. actually one of the dopest scenes where oh, yeah. you take uh, your original persona, Arsene, break the chains that you thought was just a cool like part of like the summoning technique. No, that yeah. was, those were chains of fate that have been around you the entire time. You break those chains of fate, and then Arsene becomes satanile. Yeah, which is. I mean Satan. Like yeah. it it the 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 design choices was literally just a black version of Yeldabaoth. Yeah. Uh, essentially. I mean there's some differences of course, but you literally like as Satanile, you just shoot a fucking arrow into God's head. 
Yo. <laughs> like straight through his head. An arrow? No, that's a straight up fucking bullet. Oh, no, yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, that's gun. right. You get, he gets out a fucking gun. He doesn't do shit. He just goes, oh, all right. Anyways, I started blasting. And that's yeah. the only thing he does. That's Man, like the only thing that you get to see. The last line, one of the last lines before you shoot God in the face is the main character who barely speaks throughout the entire game suddenly goes, be gone. And yeah, yeah, that's right. That was actually really good. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that was good. Um, whatever it's called. But yeah, he fucking just be gone and shoots God in like straight in the face. He makes a giant fucking beam ass hole through it, and he just dies. Like he just blows the fuck up, and everything goes back to normal. And you know, you save the world with the power of friendship and Satan. Oh yeah, super, super, super dope concept. Uh, which is actually kind of explored a little bit further in uh, Persona 5 Royal, but we're not talking about that because someone's still playing through that. Yeah, and that's going to take me another two years. Actually, no, it's probably take me a month at this at this rate. I mean, you're flying yeah. through it pretty damn fast at yeah. this point. I'm already past the second thing, and I've been playing it for a week. Yeah, no, there's... On my uh, playthrough, I think I watched every cutscene again just because, you know, it, it was, it's been a, it was a year since I finished mm-hmm. the game. Uh, when I finally decided to uh, pick it up again. Yeah. But, yeah. So, anyways, the whole point of all this is, um, honestly, I feel like that that scene, in, like the end, like this, the entire game, I feel is like the heart and soul of this podcast. It is. It's like, it is fuck the status quo, which has fuck been... Fuck the system. Fuck the system, which has been our motto since day fucking one. Since talking about Shrek's ass for 30 fucking minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 a huge, like, fuck the system, fuck the status quo, uh, fuck the rotten adults. You'll hear rotten adults throughout the entirety of this game, but it's yeah. like, fuck, like, fuck the people that have been in charge and have kept have kept this whole uh, load of bullshit going. Um, it has a lot, and I mean a lot of ties to actual, um, you know, Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. And if you were to do a little bit of research, you'd actually see that a lot of the, uh, a lot of the people that you have to fight in the game, like a lot of the palace rulers, are actually based off of real people. Oh, that explains the thing at the front that's like South Park that says anyone in here is just a mere coincidence. Yep. <laughs> it's something that you have to uh, you have to uh, consent to. Um, oh, that's amazing. In order to play the game. Otherwise, otherwise it goes, then you're lost to ruin. That's amazing. <laughs> it won't let you play the game unless you realize that. Yeah, this is a work of fiction, by the way. Yeah. Oh. So, anyways, you know, like I said, it, it, it's really the heart of our podcast and kind of what what we hope to do you know like we we've been doing this for going on two years april i think will be our two year or three well we'll, we will have done two full years and we'll be starting year three yeah and like the first day you know for those of you who haven't listened to our first episode which is many of you who may still listen to this. I know because I see the amount of plays that we have. Yeah, I know. The the unique (laughs) listens. Uh, But it's okay. Also, like, I don't blame you. Um, Like, we started this podcast right right when um, Lil Nas's uh, music video came out, the the, uh, Call Me By My Name, where Christians were so pissed off about Lil Nas doing this song where he fucking goes down a stripper pole (laughs) <laughs> like pole dances down to fucking hell oh, yeah. lap dances on the devil and, and and like they don't even watch to the end when he kills the devil like he kills satan yeah he snaps his fucking neck and like becomes the ruler of hell like don't you don't you guys want 
fucking Satan, de- like, what, what the fuck is, are you guys actually believe this? Okay, cool. You know, and, and, <laughs> and, you know, so we talked about that, and then we also talked about how, like, the old youth group that I used to be one of the youth pastors for, that Jake used to be one of the leaders for, how I visited after leaving that church, and the kids had all ran a coup against the youth pastor. Oh, yeah. um, you know, and, and that, that, I mean, that's, that's who, that's what we're about. Yeah. We want more youth groups to, to do coups yeah. against their church, <laughs> not against the government, you fucking fucks. Um, but, you know, we want more people to be able to stand up and feel empowered to to actually fight and actually, like, go for liberation, you know? Like, before before we did this, we lit two, two uh, pieces of incense. One is supposed to bring in a- energies of... Um, uh, of prosperity because everyone should have enough to do what they need to do but also you know the other was for empowerment because we hope that our podcast that this that the shit that we talk about the stupidity that we talk about empowers people to mm-hmm. feel like they have the capacity to be them full their full selves live their own truth whether or not that's christian we have so many of you who dm us on a day-to-day basis that well, not day to day because we've been dark for a little bit. But, you know, when we are more active, uh-huh. we have a lot more people who DM us about, like, you know, things that have happened to you. Like, I just had someone DM me about the bullshit that they experienced within the Catholic Church and how much it harmed them and how much it hurt. And, like, that isn't the way that religion is supposed to be. It's not. Especially, I mean, well, Christianity was kind of based on that bullshit um, because of Constantine and stuff. But, you know, like... Fuck you, Constantine. Yeah. Um, But, like, the personhood of Jesus, whoever they were, you know, 2,000-something years ago, and I do believe Jesus was a real person, uh, because there's just way too much historical evidence and psychological shit that that kind of just proves it, you know? Um, That, like... I, I, the person that Jesus lived, and even if, even if Jesus didn't live, and it's not important to me whether or not Jesus actually lived on this earth, what matters to me more are the stories and the way that Jesus lived and, and shows us how we thus are to live our lives. Which, honestly, Jesus was very radical and very against the system. Like, a lot of Christians that I've talked to over the years, even when I, even after I fucking took a class on the politics of Jesus, like, Jesus wasn't this peaceful person jesus really fought the system and said you have heard it said but i tell you whatever that is and what is that but just allowing for modern for well not modern day but ancient deconstruction or excavation or whatever the fuck you want to call it yeah so episode one was a long ass time ago and back then we were talking about the the tertium quid uh, the third way i forgot about the tertium quid (laughs) yeah Oh, shit. So, um, yeah. You can listen to, uh, or actually, no, you can't listen to it anymore. But our old podcast trailer, we talked about how we were going to promote the Tertium Quid, or the Third Way, um, and basically make that our goal, to live in the gray and never choose a side. <laughs> Bullshit. Bullshit. Uh, That's so privileged. Yeah, no, we we very, very quickly put that down. Um, yeah. After... Probably four episodes of doing this. Yeah, yeah. But at least by the end of the first year, we're like, yeah, this, this, this yeah. ain't it. Because, because if we were going to look at the gray, which I do believe that there is a healthy level of depolarization. There is okay. There is a benefit to looking at a at a scenario from both sides of the aisle. Yeah. It, it is it is important to you know understand where everyone is coming from at all points as much as you can. 
without straining your mental health. And yet, that has been used against many of us as a way of gaslighting and bypassing and, you know, gaslight gatekeep gospel coalitioning us into submission. Exactly, um, yeah. And, and, and I, you know, I was attending another church after the one that I worked at um, before the one that Donna now leads, um, Safe Harbor, you know, and uh, this church I thought for so long was doing so much good because they were going, they're trying to go for the third way. Like they even called themselves a third way church. And I thought that that was so beautiful. And as I started to learn more, I, I realized how much of a privileged perspective that is. Mm -hmm. Because how can those of us who are queer choose a, like a third way or a, or, or a gray area when it comes to... Tolerance or intolerance, you know? Yeah. Like, if, if someone is sitting here saying that I'm going to go to hell because I'm bisexual, or you're going to go to hell because you're non-binary, mm -hmm. like, that's harmful for you. That, that's harmful to us. Yeah. Or, or that we don't deserve to, we, our, we can't get married because of whatever, because of same, we can't do same-sex marriages, or, yeah. you know, you're non-binary, so how, I mean, how does that even work with marriage, like? They don't fight non-binary marriage. They just fight non-binary and trans folk in general. Because they don't understand yeah. it. It's simple, simply enough. Yeah. yeah. But, like, you have... You, there is no third way for us because it's our livelihood. It's, it's literally our lives, you know? Like, we have... Queer folk have some of the largest statistics against them for suicide, for haunt, like even different, if, even different mass shootings have been towards queer folk. There's even some that have been over the last year, you know. And how can we choose to to choose a third way in that when it's literally our lives at stake? How can black folk choose that when the police are constantly murdering them yeah. on live fucking television? Yeah. Or, or how can um, indigenous folk do that when their land is being stolen right from underneath them and they're being forced into schools that say that your culture doesn't exist and you can't practice anything, you have to cut your hair, and we need to kill the Indian to save the man. Mm -hmm. And the list goes on for marginalized folk. You oh, know? Yeah. We can go into women, we can go into disabled folk, we can, we can go into Latinx, Latin people. You know, like, the list goes on and on and on if you're not a straight white male. Oh, yeah. Especially a straight, white, upper, or middle-class male. There is no third way for us. Yeah. So, we definitely, we evolved by a lot. Yeah. We 100% evolved. And that, that's not who we are anymore. You know, especially as we decolonize and we've really gone through what we believe. Like, fuck, I'm, I don't even identify as Christian anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when we when, when Rory first came on and, you know, they said that we are arguably Christian and arguably angsty, I was like, oh, yeah, that, that that's true. I'm not even fucking arguably Christian anymore. I mean, I guess depending on who, you, who I talk to. Yeah. But, like, I'm a fucking pro-Satanist. I have fucking uh, Ganesh and Shiva on my altar. I fucking do magic spells. I have a fucking candle that's been burning all day. Mance has an altar now. I have, like, a legitimate <laughs> fucking altar right here. Yeah. I have two fucking spell jars up there. Like, apparently, you know, the thing is, is like, <laughs> a Christian comes up to me, they're going to be like, what, what the fuck? Wait, what's that spell jar right there? Oh, uh, that's my jar of fucks. Oh, okay. What yeah, spell yeah. does that cast? <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> no, it's a spell jar. Anyways, uh, that was a good gift from, a, from one of my best friends from last year for Christmas. You can say it's a spell jar because it spells fuck. 
that's good. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll keep that. Yeah. Um, Post Daniel, add a laugh track to that. <laughs> or don't. I don't care. I'm not. Gonna, I don't have the time or effort to do that. I'll send you a laugh track. If you do, by the time that before I finish editing this episode, I will put it in. Perfect. <laughs> but we will see if I even do that. You know, we'll see. But anyways, like, it's actually something that I did want to share. Mm-hmm. Um, in in regards to that, if if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. I. So, I was telling one of my best friends recently, you know, like, what does Jesus say to his followers? Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus says, um, the world will hate you, right? <laughs> the world will hate you, or, or whatever the fuck Jesus yeah. said. And Christians have often used that as a way to promote their hateful rhetoric. Yeah. And, and, and have said, like, oh, well, they hate me, so that must mean I'm following Jesus well. I was never hated for who I was as a Christian, even when I was a youth pastor. Mm. I never felt persecution. The persecution was coming from myself. Yeah. Or coming from culture, or, or, or coming from the culture of Christianity, saying that we're being persecuted because, oh, our rights are being taken away. They're freaking the gays are, they're the gays were on Lucian Digital Land late at night. Or that one, like, not not just an atheist, but an asshole atheist that you knew back in high school oh, that yeah. still wants to like prove you wrong because the concept of any sort of divine is so foreign to them. Yeah, and I like earlier this week. Um, it was very brief too, and and I do also want to put a disclaimer: like I do attend a church, so it's really fun. I don't identify as a Christian, and yet I identify a Christian church. Mm-hmm. But that's also because it's Donna's church, and Donna's a fucking rad human being, and. Safe harbor is legitimately like a safe harbor. Yeah, <laughs> for people. Um, Damn, it's in the name. <laughs> I know it, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty funny. Um, and it, I'm not even gonna say, oh, it's not a perfect church because fuck that. Like I, I right now, I feel like it's the perfect church for me. You know, and and it's a good spiritual community for me to grow and, and all that stuff. And they re- Donna recently asked me if I would be willing to preach. This this coming Sunday after this podcast episode is actually released, mm-hmm. I I will be preaching ironically about liberation and so i might i'm probably going to bring in some persona now that i think about it because i kind of have to you know like it's it's such a good game um and it talks (laughs) about liberation in such amazing ways damn that means i gotta show up now yeah get fucked um (laughs) and and like the first thing i told don i was like you want me to talk about god as liberator Mm. i was like i'm not gonna talk about i'm I'm probably not gonna mention god (laughs) unless i'm saying fuck god essentially like i'm like i i because when I look at the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, I see these these parts of, uh, of you know, these scriptures where it talks a lot about God doing X, Y, and Z and liberating people. And I look at, like, the story of Moses. I'm like, that was kind of fucked up. Moses committed genocide. Yeah. And Moses did it to free slaves. And so you kind of have to hold this tension of... There were slaves and yet committed genocide, and yet is it real? But, you know, it's problematic. Yeah. And it's not because, again, slaves are free. It, it, you know, it's, I don't know. I really can't, I like, I, I can't, I can't advocate for either side. It's like choosing, it's like, well, hey, what's worse, uh, genocide or slavery? And it's like, uh, both of those are pretty bad. Yeah, both of those are pretty fucking bad. Damn, that's, that's putting me in a corner here. Yeah, um, yeah. And so it's, it, either way, that's why I say it's problematic, right? Yeah. Whereas I look at like the story of Esther, it God isn't mentioned like once. 
Yeah. <laughs> and yet, and, and Esther puts the fucking liberation in her own pussy and fucking <laughs> liberates the fuck out of herself, her people. Ruth fucking sucks Boaz's dick to get her and Naomi into a good place. Hell yeah. There, God isn't mentioned in this unless it's like, oh, God will take care of us. Mm-hmm. And, and like, Ruth was like, fuck no. I'm going to fucking, like, actually Naomi was like, you should go fucking... Go go to his room at night and lay at his feet. Feet mean feet is a euphemism for for dick, for balls. True, dick and balls. Dick and balls. You know when Ancient it says that how. when it said that you know Abraham you, they cut off Abraham's uh, sons like Ishmael's or Isaac's uh, foreskin, and they touched it to to Abraham's feet. That ain't his penis. They they put the the foreskin to their father's balls. Yeah, yeah. Jake is having next to crisis right now. Oh, fuck, fuck. That's probably Yeah. Anyways, it's weird. It's weird. There's a lot of weird parts of the Bible. That's not our podcast. Go listen to like the I think it's the the drunk Bible or something like that. Um the Bible for drunk people. I don't I don't remember. There, there, it's it's something with drunk and oh you're go home Bible, you're drunk. Go listen to their podcast. It's pretty uh, fucking badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're great. But my point with all this is like, you know, my the sermon is gonna be about how we liberate ourselves. And, and how we, five. And Persona 5. Well, because they liberate themselves. <laughs> they do. Joker liberates the people by taking actions into his own Jokussi. Exactly. The Jokussi. <laughs> the Jokussi. Yeah. But my point of all this is, you know, I, I, I announced it on Facebook because I was like, oh, you know, I might have maybe some pastor friends <laughs> who might want to listen in. But also, mostly I was posting it for friends or for family on Instagram and then on Facebook of like, hey, if anyone is wanting to come support me, this is my first time publicly preaching, you know, since I left yeah. You know, I had put one sentence in there that said, you know, I, I no longer work at, you know, this is my first time since working at a church. You know, I also just, I don't, and this, it's, I'm, I'm wanting to preach or speak rather. Mm-hmm. I want to, we'll say preach. I want to preach more into different faith communities, specifically Christian churches, to be able to present a different way of thinking about divinity. God bringing in some indigenous wisdom, psychology, Buddhism, yeah. you know, all the mystic bullshit that I'm into. It's not bullshit. I fucking love mysticism. But I want to bring that into other spaces to help liberate people, you know, um, if that is what people want. And I'm like, you know, I know even though I don't identify as Christian and identify more as a mystic, you know, I was like, I wonder if there's a place for me in this world. And I immediately got messages from people. Like, two people in particular messaged me essentially doing the gaslight gatekeep thing. Like, oh, I'm I'm wanting to learn how to listen better. And I'm like, no, you're not. Because as soon as I start sharing something, you send me a video of Michael Moore saying, oh, this is, this is you know, he, he's a biblical scholar and he says Jesus is the only way. And then I get told by another person that my viewpoints are unfounded and unresearched. Plugging in the power strip to itself, man. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, what? Like, and like this guy, I'm like, dude, I literally went to school and studied biblical study. I'm pretty sure I know the Bible more than anyone else you know. And I say that because I know most of the people he knows, and they don't, they don't, they don't. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, and also like, I would trust that you would think that I'm an intellectual enough to know that like I was going that I would research my own shit. Yeah. And yet you're going to say that my stuff is unresearched and unfounded. So I say all of this because it's funny how as soon as I, um, kind of tying it back to persona, 
as we start to fight for liberation and as we start to fight for justice and my justice is you know the american evangelical church being a bunch of bullshit that is when we begin to <laughs> live out those words of Jesus mm-hmm. that said you will be persecuted. Now, I'm not physically dying or, you know, in any physical danger, knock on wood. I mean, we're all dying, but slowly. I mean, all I'm saying is I had some black tourmaline and it fell off and apparently someone said was try- someone was trying to do a spell on me mm. at some point and it saved me. So, you know, that was right after we did the episode with Molly. So maybe someone from Bethel saw it. And cast a spell? Or did some shit. Well, what is prayer but manifestation? That's a spell? Yeah. Everything in Christianity is magic. Yeah. Went to a fucking Catholic mass and the whole thing was a spell. Or oh, you're going to tell me that they're not going to find a fucking white blanket over a casket with a crucifix at the head and the, and the priest dipping a wand into holy water, sprinkling it three times mm. before dipping it back in and doing it again as everyone stands up, looks at the end, and... Follows the casket as it walks in, where he again sprays it with holy water, says some incantations, we do some readings, and and then, you know, they get buried. That's a spell. Yo, you think the folks that did the coffin dance back in, like, I don't know, 2020, uh, <laughs> you, you, think the, <laughs> you think those guys uh, were casting a spell trying to bring the guy back? Probably. In, in the box? Yeah. If they dance hard enough, then, then they can bring him back? Yeah. Well, Molly experienced that, remember? Yeah, well, yeah. She literally was told that she had a fucking prayer. Like, so anyway. no, I experienced that. Yeah, no. yeah. Oh, yeah, that was you. Oh, yeah, that was you. Yeah, no, both of us experienced. Yeah, yeah. That. That's fucking insane. Like, and, and who would have thought that at praying for the revival of someone well beyond the expiration date of any kind of you know revivica- revivification? Yeah, now well, that D and D right there. Yeah, that's revivify. <laughs> yeah, well, but you have to do revivification. Yeah. It's like the act of using revivify. True, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Technicality, but all right. <laughs> but anyways, all that to say, you know, we were going to talk more about Satan, I think. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really want to get Lucian Greaves on here. I think that would be awesome. Like, Let's the leader it. of Satanic Temple. But I, um, I do really love the way that the satanic temple and i've said this before like the way that they do live out like if we if we could take a look at all the seven tenets and you can tie them back to a lot of the things that jesus said or different parts of the scripture which is funny because that's not the intention yeah like their intention was literally to choose the name satan to go against christianity mm-hmm. because christianity was the biggest like threat to humanity essentially yeah you know and they're all about self-empowerment and which is what persona is all about it's all about self-empowerment, mm. having a strong will of yourself, um, and, and fighting for those that you care for and those that you love and the world at large, which Satanism does. Oh, yeah. But also, you don't have to be a Satanist to do that. That's, exactly. that's just, you know. Exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, Daniel's definitely gone on his personal journey yeah. uh, for, you know, leaving Christianity. And I feel like... I, I'm still steadfast and in, uh, in uh, staying Christian out of spite at this point. Honestly, uh, that's a mood, though. Yeah. So I mean, if you, I'm I'm still looking at like you know the te- the actual teachings, the actual message of like the Messiah of Jesus. Yeah. That whole ideology there, and looking at that, and thinking that that is a net good. 
that alone is a net good. And then what everyone else took into their own interpretation and what everyone else uh, took into, um, you know, the evangelical church, the Lutheran church even. Well, it's really once politics got involved. Yeah. Which, it's again, super, Con- Constantine, it's yeah. literally when that happened. Super but. when politics got involved, then, f- yeah, fuck. Fuck it. No, that's the thing. That's why, like, I, I look at the start of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Christianity was named a religion under Constantine. Before that, they were called the Way. They were called something else. The Way. And, yeah, the Way. Um, and since Constantine is when we see, historically, and I, and I could be wrong, but from the research that I've done thus far... Mm-hmm. Historically, Christianity has been where there's been a lot of that harm caused on like a global way, a political way, you know, whatever, you know, war, genocide, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But Jesus and the movement that happened before Christianity, there's a book that I want to read this year called After Jesus Before Christianity. Yeah. That goes over like the Jewish sect that existed there. That I can fuck with. Yeah. Jewish sects. Yeah, Jewish sex. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, I just don't personally need to hold all of the literal things of Christianity personally. Yeah. And I don't give a shit if someone else does as long as it's not abusive. Mm-hmm. You know, or as long as they're not abusive specifically. Yeah. No, I, I thought back to, like, the origin of the word Christian and a lot of people... Growing up, I was always taught that it literally meant small Christ or little Christ basically following in this one dude's footsteps and having that be your ideology. And so that's technically I'm technically I'm still on that boat and therefore I'm still, I'm still Christian. Albeit mostly out of spite at this point, you know? Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, I think Donna was a lot the same way, Mm -hmm. right? When we talked to Donna and maybe this was like personal conversation I had with her. I don't remember in all honesty. I know I've had this conversation with Donna a few times. Mm -hmm. Um, So Donna, if you're listening to this, I hope I can say this. If not, you can slap me and that's okay. But regardless, it will be live on air on the podcast and also on a TikTok of some kind. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But like, you know, Donna has shared, you know, that, that she wants to try to, um, like kind of redeem the word Christian. Yeah. And we had a conversation on, can you redeem the word? After so much interesting history, some of it good, a lot of it bad. How, yeah. what can you do with the word? Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm out of a very similar philosophy. And again, yeah. it's mostly out of spite. <laughs> totally. And that, and that's the beauty is, I guess that, I guess this is the third way. This yeah. is a tertium quid of, can you hold the term Christian mm-hmm. while, you know, or not, or having two people who technically one's not Christian and one is Christian on a podcast called the Inksy Christian Podcast. Fuck. Does that make us technically pro tertium quid again? Nah. I mean, I still fuck with Richard Rohr. True, yeah. I still fuck with him hard. Like, Richard Rohr is, I mean, Richard Rohr and St. Francis, mm-hmm. those two are where my theology of Christianity kind of like my my that's that's really where my spirituality really like rests comfortably mm-hmm. is their type of mysticism yeah same with um uh what is it the um oh father gregory boyle he's also another one of those more mystic ones jesuits i think he's a, i don't think he's a jesuits but jesuits are pretty dope oh there was lightning 
That was really Ooh. cool. We just saw lightning while we were recording. That was kind of scary, though. Um, it was, it was a sign from God. It was very close. Oh God! Uh-huh. I've um, No, I don't. I don't believe in a vengeful God. Um, we're gonna get smoked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like that—that's the other thing. I don't believe in a vengeful. How can I believe in a vengeful God? Mm. You know, like I look at these stories and I look at like modern day because I'm like, if someone were to say God is speaking them to them directly. Granted, I I you know talked to a lady yesterday who said that like some some spiritual. Some, some spirits were talking to her but also it felt legit but most of the time when someone says god spoke to me it's like it's kenneth you know yep. god spoke to me that we're meant to be together forever and then and it's like no that's yeah. what your own brain juices and your dick not even that, that yeah that's literally just what your dick is saying because you're trying to get in their pants and then you break it and then you end it you which know, you to kenneth say. i mean his dick is god yeah to kenneth his dick is god yeah yeah that's true um yeah 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 that's a, that's a good point um but <laughs> the sudden realization that holy shit that tracks way farther than it should oh yeah yeah dude y'all knew kenneth you know Which, <laughs> many of you do know kenneth and you just don't even realize it exactly but you know i forgot where i was going with that inside uh, us there are two kenneths and it's the one that you feed <laughs> it's the one that's in your dick and the one that's in your ass it depends on which one you feed oh or yeah yep yeah. Yeah, you can feed both ways. One of them's really painful, though. <laughs> I don't and the other one's also really painful. So, anyways, um, I don't, I don't believe in this vengeful God <laughs> no. idea, you know. And and so I, I think, I think of you know these Bible stories. I now remember where I was saying, um, where they're like, oh, God told us, you know, to to commit this genocide because He wants us to have this this city or this town, right? That's a lot of the story of the Israelites. But, like, people, pastors nowadays, mm. fail to mention the fact that in the ancient world, they had the belief that when they went to war, if they won, that meant that it was God-ordained. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure that heavily influenced those stories. I don't, I don't think God told David to, to kill all the Philistines. I think I think David just kind of did that and and blamed God for it, and praised God for and it, and praised God for it. Mm-hmm. And like, it, I mean, there's this idea um, in folklore called an egregore, mm-hmm. and egregore is a de- deity that is created by the collective belief of people, oh. like Santa Claus, like the Holy Grail, like or the like Satanao, Satanao yeah. in Persona, or yeah, Satanao. And then there's another one, and I forgot. Oh, wait. Yeah, Egregore, I think, is multiple. And there's another one where it's, like, one, which is Elf on the Shelf. Like, the belief of one person. Um, huh. Yeah, there's a whole thing about Elf on the Shelf and of how Elf on the Shelf is actually a pact that a woman had with one elf to be able to make a bunch of money, and all he wanted was to be in a bunch of homes. Huh. Yeah. And so he was created, and he became a deity as a result of one person's strong belief. That's the worst warlock bargain I've ever heard of. Oh, 100%. But, I mean, if it made one white woman happy, I guess. Hey, Molly, if you're listening to this on our D&D podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's one elf. He's on your shelf. What do you do? That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> that actually be really funny, like, um, like Big Bad. Just a bunch of elves on his shelf. Like, throughout homes, you just see it, and you don't realize it's the big bad until, like, oh, 50 man. episodes, 69 episodes in, 69. and then on the 69th episode, you're like, oh, god fucking damn it, it's been this elf all along! <laughs> it's been the elves all along! No, it, it would be funny, I, I'm thinking about, uh, 
I don't think you've seen Mitchell's versus the machines. Yes. Yeah. You have? Yeah. Yeah, the Furby scene. Oh god, yes. <laughs> and just a bunch of like shadowy eyes going, <laughs> But my, my point with all that is like what if what if that vengeful god, or we'll call it Yeldaboath, right? Um yeah. and what if that was created as a result of the belief of those of the early Israelites? Yeah. And that's not like this true good god right because like psychologically neurolog in like in our, in like neuroscience we do have a god complex within our brains every single person has it mm-hmm. and either it is like doesn't exist because that part of your brain hasn't been used much yeah or you have a good god complex or a vengeful god complex mm-hmm. many of us grew up with the vengeful god complex yeah and so you can physically rewire your brain to have a good god complex and i did that and actually helped within like weeks just meditation meditate 30 minutes a day, five times a week for six weeks. Yeah. And you just say, like, God is good. Your brain will rewire that connection so that when you think of God, you think of good. Yeah. And and so, like, when, um, who was it, Nietzsche says God is dead and we have killed him. Mm. Like, what if that is his vengeful God? Or what, actually, no, what if that is that good God? Mm. Maybe not necessarily killed. It is a really important I think I think that line's a really good line in philosophy in general because it brings up like so many different points. It's like what god did we kill and why did we kill him? And a lot of and I personally think that a lot of people have killed an all-loving god and replaced him with a vengeful god that only wants his chosen few to join him in Valhalla. Yeah, like this vengeful god that is just one of supremacy and power and control. Yeah. And that's just no way to live. So instead, you know, fight that God. Yeah. With the friend and, and, and the real God are the friends that we made along the way. With the friends that you made along the way. And hail Satan, fuck it. And Satan Isle. <laughs> yeah, and hail Satan Isle. Yeah, there you go. You know. So anyways, that was a bunch of rambling for an hour. We talked about a video game for a long time, so I mean, we, we didn't even just end with... I mean, we ended with the video game. We kind of went on a couple of tangents. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're back, baby! We're back in full fucking force. Coming at you live from the chopper copper in the sky. A.K.A. my bedroom. And also the bedroom. This is where uh, the whole thing fades out. And Jake's phone is vibrating really heavily. <gasps> it's Jacob! Oh, it's Jacob. Let's go. We'll talk to Jacob. We'll see yeah. you guys soon. Fucking news. <laughs> it, felt, it felt appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first it was going to be, we want to be free. <laughs> Which plays in my head all the fucking time. Anyways, today on the fucking news, the Pope is dead. Well, not the newest Pope. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the current Pope, but yeah. uh, the Pope prior. The one that, like, resigned, which is, like, really yeah. rare for Popes to do. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the news about this, speaking of witchcraft within, <laughs> within Christianity, specifically Catholicism, mm-hmm. Jake, do you know what they do when a Pope dies? Not entirely, but I saw a little bit of the funeral processions, and it was uh, kind of buck wild. It was fucking creepy. Yeah. So, when a Pope dies... 
And apparently they haven't done this in 60 years. I don't fucking know. I'm going to say they fucking did it. Why? Because we're going to spread fake news on this podcast when it comes to Christianity. Actually, uh, no, we won't. But anyways. I'm trying um, not to spread fake yeah, news, yeah. but yeah. if it happens, I'm sorry. This did happen at some point in history. Okay. Consistently. Until maybe 60, 60 years ago, apparently. Anyways, they have a hammer dedicated to popes. Mm. When a pope dies, they call out their name three times. If the Pope does not respond, they hit the Pope on the head with the hammer to ensure that they're dead. <laughs> to make sure that they're dead. And maybe it's not a hit. It's like, I've, I've, I saw somewhere it's like they hit them three times or they hit them or smack them. Others I heard that they, you know, t- lightly tap them on the head just yeah. to ensure that they don't move. So they have a holy, uh, holy hammer. <laughs> Fucking love this. Yeah. So... Then, I learned this today. Mm. When a pope dies, they don't put them in a casket. They don't embalm them. They don't preserve the body at all. Mm. They let that body fucking rot. And then they do an open casket. Except it's not an, it, there's no casket. This dead, decrepit pope lays there on this altar... And people come up and kiss their bony fucking hands. Whoa. That's... Oh, boy. Hmm. I'm going to see if I can find anything else. I didn't actually research this beforehand. Um, like, anything additional. Um, but a uh, but I'm sure Google will not... Um, what the fuck? There's a guy to the funeral. Um, Whoa. Well, you hear that, Nicolas Cage? That means there's an enchanted holy weapon out there called the Pope's Bane. Come on! There is supposed to be a new um, uh, National Treasure coming out soon. Uh, It already has, and it's a series. Wait, what? Yeah, it's a series, and it follows... uh, Oh, It's really interesting, because it's like trying to make sure that that the treasure doesn't fall into the wrong hands, and the wrong hands is a white woman. God fucking damn it. Is it a turf, though? Very turf vibes. I get turf okay. vibes well, from them, yeah. The but then, um, but then that's the they, that's the evil that's the evil woman, which I I know is like just a puppet on a string compared to like there's gonna be a bird behind it or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. I've only watched the first episode. But then, um, like they have a really diverse cast, honestly. Like okay. uh, as far as everyone else goes, you know, they just have to have the big bad be evil evil white woman, white yeah. woman jump, jump scare. It's better than you know. It being a person of color, like, normal. That is true. And yet, you know, why can't it just be a, a white man? That That, that is know. very fair. Although, some of, the, some of the best villains are the villains of color. Color, yeah. like, uh, um, the Shadow Man. What, what is this? What is his actual name from Princess and the Frog? I have not seen it, and I just got shocked by a picture of Pope John Paul II lying in state, went, like, it's, it's, like, disgusting. Oh, yep, that's a corpse. That's just a dead corpse that's not been embalmed or anything. Yep. That, that's unsanitary. And people gotta kiss the ring. They gotta, they gotta kiss his hands. Like, it's... Yeah, okay, so... When the last Pope died, mm-hmm. the car... The camera lingo removed their, their ring of the fisherman from their finger, then ceremoniously crushed it with a ceremonial silver hammer... In the presence of the College of Cardinals, the same hammer they hit the Pope with on the head. Uh-huh. Um, oh, okay. While his predecessors had been embalmed after his death, the Vatican claimed that Pope John Paul II 
was not embalmed and lay in state without normal treatment for preservation, which is evident by the gray color taken on by the body. This is the same with the newest Pope, too. Because this is a different picture than the one I fucking saw today. Um, also, it was customary for Popes to have their organs removed after death. What the fuck? Are they mummifying these bitches? Essentially. Holy shit. Damn. Oh, but magic is bad. But magic is bad. Because that's not fucking... You know, whatever. Mummify Ooh. your Popes, but uh, magic is bad. Yeah, ma- magic is, you know, we're not, we'll, we'll do, we'll have incense and, you know, we'll say these rites of things and, and recite these prayers with, you know, hoping, you know, yeah, but magic is bad. Yeah, yeah but ma- magic is bad. Yeah. And we also have a holy hammer called the Pope's Bane that we hit that Pope on the head just to yeah. make sure that he's gone. Yeah, yeah just to make sure. <laughs> just, 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 just making sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, no, he's got it. He, he, he can't be alive. He can't be alive. No, it, no, no. It's, it's the same punchline to the most uh, universally translated joke in, of all time. You know which one that is? Bonk. Uh, <laughs> bonk. <laughs> no, it's, um, so, uh, two, okay, so there's two hunters, they go out. Okay, I legit thought this yeah. was going to be a shit post. Okay. No, it's not a shit post. This, okay. is a, this is a real thing. This is the most universally understood joke, and the easiest to translate. Okay. So, there are two hunters that go out in the field, uh, but they run into some sort of big animal that attacks one of them. Uh, and one of them is critically injured, uh, to the point where his buddy thinks he's dead. Uh, he calls him up, he calls him up, uh, he calls up, uh, 911 or whatever emergency service is local to the area on the phone and says, Hey, um, my butt, I, I'm pretty sure my buddy just died. I'm going to need some help out here. We, we're in the middle of hunting and, uh, it, it, shit went south. It's not looking good. Okay. And then, um... And then the operator just asks, "Are you are you sure? He, like, are you sure he's dead?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't know. Well, you need to make sure if he's dead." And he's like, "Okay, give me a second. Three seconds later, bang! He's <laughs> like, "Okay, he's dead. Now what?" <laughs> when I started, anyways, I started blasting. <laughs> so yeah, that's the most uh, universally understood joke of all time. Uh, it is the easiest to translate and is understood in the most cultures. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to tweak a couple of details, like, instead of calling 911, maybe you just have to go to your local doctor, or... Uh-huh. Yeah. I was gonna, um, make a jab at the church, but that's what this whole podcast episode has been. Yeah. As I said, the most universally translated <laughs> joke has been the Bible! Ayo! No, I'm just kidding. I, I think the Bible's cool. It's, it's, it's alright, buddy. Uh, well, a friend recently, um, inspired me to start reading it again. Because, like, they're an atheist, and, like, they're enjoying it a lot more now that they don't have to be, like, oh, they're, all this stuff is is true. And, Holier than thou. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe, I'm, maybe I'll try it, you know? But I've been putting off writing the sermon, and so, you know, what else? Dude, that that part about the foreskins uh, was probably one oh, of my yeah. favorite parts on the reread. Oh, I fucking love it. Yeah, fucking David fucking getting skinning 40, 400 foreskins <laughs> of Philistines <laughs> in order to get his wife back. Or it was like the dowry for a wife. It was it was one of the two. It was like either a wife that he had and then he lost because of Saul and then he was trying to get it back or yeah. was trying to get it, it was pretty it was pretty iconic. So uh, according to the Bible, if you get enough foreskins and you put them in a and you put them in a heart shaped pattern uh, on the lawn of whoever you it is you want to bed uh, on the lover's can, moon. Yeah, on the lover's moon, then <laughs> no, uh, you can win their spell. win their heart over. Hmm. But not a spell, no matter. All right, hey, you hearing that? You hearing that, y'all? Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is an officially endorsed 
yeah, uh, Jake yeah. approved uh, tactic. Yeah. Not to mention, you can raise a soul from the dead when you are being chased by people and you're scared, and then that ghost is going to tell you, "Shut the fuck up! I'm tired. And I want to go to. I want to go to sleep." And that and that and that that ghost was the old prophet that lived, and the person that raised it was a witch in Endor. That's actually in the Bible. Sounds about right. But yeah. like, that's legitimately in the Bible. So, sounds about right. So I was gonna raises, say, if you wanted to raise someone from the dead, just find a green mushroom somewhere and just shove it down their throat. Oh yeah, you should have yeah. done that for the Pope. Honestly, green yeah. mushrooms aren't even that hard to find. Yeah, we should have done that to Chris Pratt's career. Anyways, um, we've we've kind of already talked about Kenneth. Kind of, yeah. Has, has anything? Has Kenneth like? He's been, I mean, he hasn't been quiet on no. my end. It's been the usual bullshit, you know? Yeah. But, like, nothing nothing out of the, nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, he was one of those that did message me after that one thing. But I'm like, Kenneth, we've talked about this so many times, bro. <laughs> Kenneth. My brother in Christ. Well, actually. I'm going to start just saying that. Hey, Kenneth, if you're hearing this, I'm now going to only refer to you as my brother in Christ. <laughs> It'll be especially funny for me. That's uh, a joke for one. Yeah. The best kinds of jokes. Yes. Well, anyways, it's been a while. It's been a while. And I feel like we've also talked a little bit of how we're doing. Yeah. A little bit about some updates. But, like, what else is new, bro? Or not bro, bro between. Bro, bro between. I'll also take bro tendo. Bro tendo still bro good. is a universal term. Yeah. Um, but uh, what has been going on? So, very recently, I got a new job. I okay. left old job and started a new job. Um, and new job's been really, really fun. It's not quite where I want to end up, like... In long terms of my career, I mean, it's still going from like one retail job to another retail job, but this is a really good retail job. Um, and I would love to eventually, I plan on dropping names of all these retail jobs, but uh, not, not, not yet. I don't want to dox myself quite yet, yeah. But uh, no, it's been a I've been really enjoying new job, new people are fun, new bosses are even more like transparent with everything amazing really honest and will um care more about you know your personal health than you know yeah anything else that's it's good really cool that's great how you been yeah well i mean besides the spiritual stuff you know well i did you know me and my ex did break up mm -hmm. it, around the, actually around the time of our last episode oh uh, no be about a month after our last episode. That was hard. I was hard. about to say, we were on hiatus for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was hard. That was honestly very hard. Yeah. Um, and I I feel like since that happened, it's been about three-ish months since then. Um, like, I've, I've, back in the dating game, and I fucking hate it. I genuinely hate it so much. And yet, it's been fun. Like this. Welcome back! But, like, this, this dating season has been more fruitful. Yeah. than any of them in the past. Like, I've gone out on more dates with really genuinely cool people. Mm -hmm. Like, my fucking hinge is going off the charts right now. And I don't I don't necessarily know why, but I, like, talked with, like, Lauren. Like, I asked Lauren to, like, review it, and she's like, no, genuinely, like, this is a great profile. Like, it, like really, it, you're glowing. Like, I can see you glowing from it, you know? And so, like, my although my relationship ended, 
and and you know me and and her will be will be friends eventually um, mm-hmm. when 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 we're when we're ready and we're starting to send each other TikToks saying that you're gay and stuff. So you know it's starting, it's yeah, starting. There you go. But like that relationship, like I I realized so much of myself was lost in that. Like I lost a lot of my practices. So like me having an altar now, like is is me bringing back a part of me that I missed in that relationship. Like I started, like I did, I tried fighting the hybrid dating when we first started dating and then we ended up hybrid dating and then but also part of that was because there were so many fucking weddings that I had this summer and so many family events and and other other shit like last year was hard for a lot of reasons like I was tired yeah and so since the breakup it's been really nice and it's taken me a little bit to to get here but like it's been really nice to have time to just sit here and play video games that's probably the reason why I never beat fucking persona last year yeah you know and so it's nice to be able to be here um, to be able to start like getting into new hobbies, getting back into some old hobbies. Like I've been getting into crystals and herbs a lot more. Just being um, able to take your own time. Yeah, like and, and 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 so like I've been doing more manifestation stuff, getting more in touch with my indigenous roots, and now I'm going to start getting more in touch with my Italian roots, which might apparently be Italian gypsy, apparently or Italian Romani, mm-hmm. um, apparently. Um, according to this wonderful woman that I met at a, at a store in Lakewood yesterday. Um, but I've been hanging out with friends more, gone camping. Like, there's just been so many amazing and beautiful things and, like, ways that I've seen this world in new ways that have been so good. Like, I've started making coffee again, been getting into cocktails. Hell yeah. It's like the drinks that we made tonight I made. Like, I made Jake an Old Fashioned, made myself in Manhattan. Um, I've been, you know, like, it, it, I, I feel like I am coming more into myself. And the biggest... Um, the biggest compliment I got was from a good friend of mine who said that Jack Black in the movie The Holiday, mm-hmm. who apparently is every is like, is is the female gaze. Uh, my friend said that is me, and huh. that was so incredibly kind. And and she said it's because like you, you are fully authentically yourself, unapologetically, and um and yet and like you're so you have so much self confidence, and yet you're still so kind and loving. And that was just really kind, you know, yeah. like that was, that was really, that was really wonderful. And so, you know, haven't met someone that I want to date long-term. There's one girl I went out with and we had a really great date, but you know, whatever. Um, and, but like, I'm starting to not really worry about that as much. I'm trying to like connect with myself more, yeah. which has been nice. And you know, like I, I got promoted in July to a new job. I started grad school last semester, got a 4.0. That was fucking badass. Working That's badass. Full time. I was in a relationship for half of it doing this podcast for half of it and I got a fucking 4.0 and th- you know doing therapy um hell yeah and and I've, I'm starting to figure out what kind of therapy I want to do so I want to do religious trauma thanks to all of you peeps you know hey um, yo I want but I'm not your fucking therapist so don't you dare try mm. um unless one of you becomes one of my clients in the future somehow and like you're listening to this in the future then that you know there will be a payment transaction yeah yeah, yeah you know what I'd say sign up for our Patreon, but we're canceling that. Yeah. Um, so, so don't. Oh, I guess but, we should. Yeah, we should probably talk about that a little bit, huh? Yeah, yeah. We'll like, talk about that after this. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, we'll just say we're we're not going to do the Patreon because like we asked y'all, and y'all said you know like you want to support us, but like not with a Patreon. Yeah. There's not a need, and we weren't able to do what we wanted. We. I, we barely have time enough for this podcast in general. Yeah. Um, and so to do bonus content on top of it, it was like, uh, it was it was asking a lot of us, especially yeah. like you know, we took the last 
four months off yeah. from doing the podcast in general. In fact, I think we were planning on, we even talked about, it was like, what if we just uploaded once a month? Um, yeah. And then... We couldn't even do that. Yeah. Couldn't even do that. Couldn't have, we didn't have any time. And then shit just kept, hap- kept happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's like, we want to continue to do this, you know. So I'm, I'm really glad that we're able to start this. Like, I was really excited for today. It was also really nice to have four months off, in all honesty. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, like, the last the last four months have been, have been good, you know. Like, I don't know. I just feel like the world is more beautiful. There's more, there's, like, this th- this year just has good vibes, dude. Like, genuinely woke up on New Year's Day. And, like, you know, they say New Year, New Me, and I genuinely felt it. Yeah. I think one of the one of the things that I noticed, um, it was on uh, January 6th, actually. It was really interesting to see how there were, there were two groups that were um, out there, two Christian groups, I should say, yeah, yeah. that were out there protesting on January 6th. Yeah. There was the MAGA, Red Hat Christians. Yeah. Super Republican, super hardcore, and it was really, you know... You've, the, the shit that you've seen a thousand times before. They were protesting outside the Capitol building. Capitol building had a big old fence around it, though. Ain't nobody trying any kind of bullshit. Yep. Um, but then there was a second group of Christians there that were that were there to say, no, we're supposed to be a... We're supposed to not get involved in... Like, the religious aspect of us isn't supposed to be, like super political yeah and uh this isn't the heart of god the heart of god would want us to love each other no matter what and not just say and not go out there and say fuck joe biden or you know fuck or fuck any fuck anyone to be fair um which you know thankfully we're the angsty christian podcast and we can uh so we say fuck you yeah yeah, we can say fuck trump at this point yeah yeah, but a hundred percent but you know i also understand the the opinion of not wanting to, you know, understanding that everyone's human and everyone makes mistakes. Yeah, I mean, you, and you can make mistakes, but it's what do you do after you make a mistake? Exactly, yeah. Do you continue to capitalize on your mistake, or, or do you actually, dare I say, repent? <laughs> Shit. And walk away from it, and, like, generally try to make right. amends. Dan, try to recover. Or... Do you just propagate the bullshit that you've done and say, actually, I never did anything wrong in my entire life, yeah, and I'm going to yeah. smile into the Fox News camera? Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so here we are. New episode, which also means we got a new petty prayer with Gabe. New petty prayer with Gabe. I'm so excited. It's been so long, and I know y'all have been ready, and I almost said horny. I shouldn't I mean, say hardy. <laughs> he might be. Maybe. That's okay. Dear Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, amen. That's it. That's the prayer. <laughs> amen. Amen. <laughs> that was so good. Honestly, I had I thought that prayer was going to go somewhere different when I got it sent to as the shortest prayer ever. Honestly, it, it made sense. That, that's like yeah. saying rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub. I honestly was hoping it was going to end with fuck! Fuck. That would have been good. But we can add our own fuck. Like, yeah, we can add it on fuck. Yeah. Actually, we got to end it the way that we normally have to end it. Oh, right, with us ranting about some bullshit as we fade out. So, um, last week, uh, I went to the DMV, and I was stuck <laughs> in line for about five hours. I kid you not. 
I was in line for five hours, and um, I was there to get my real ID. Turns out you need uh, so much paperwork for your real ID, and I didn't bring any of it. And this lady just said, ah, you're trying to bamboozle me. Fuck you. Fuck you for waiting in line for five hours. Fuck you for being cranky and tired. Fuck you. It was a personal attack. They, and I took it personally, at least. Anyway. Thank you so much for listening to that angsty Christian podcast. All of our music was written by Brad Tsushima. He is such a homie. Thank you so much, Brad. Thank you, Brad. And make sure to follow us over on our Instagram at angstychristianpod. But if you want to email us for anything, like you're angry at us or you hate us, add the cast at the end of that, so Angsty Christian Podcast. And also make sure to like, subscribe, and leave us little kind or mean messages on Apple Podcasts. We would love to read them so, so much. It's my favorite activity. But just from just just know that our moms also read it, so uh-huh. you know. So make sure to say all of the most embarrassing things that you thought about our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, mom? I apologize in advance. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry, mom.